Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 188. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Bill Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by Forest US ambassador, salon owner, and PIP University professor Jen Baudier to discuss the profit first system and its transformative power for both salon entrepreneurs and their businesses. If I just hide the money from myself, I can do it. But the problem is, is that it all goes into one account and we're just spending freely. Why can't we run our businesses like corporate America? You cannot be behind the chair and operate a salon at a high level. And then opening the, the, the five banking accounts. It's literally like our grandparents did. Like when they cashed their check, they didn't have debit cards. They didn't write checks freely. They literally cashed their check. They had a bunch of envelopes, the mortgage envelope, the vacation envelope, the grocery envelope, and then like whatever else. And they put their money in their envelopes and like literally that was it. For any fans of the famous Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and its sequel Through the Looking Glass books, you may be familiar with the famous quote by author David Forrest Wallace, bees have to move very fast to stay still. It's a life lesson Alice learns from the Red Queen, which has become known as the Red Queen Effect, one of life's most important mental models. In the book, Alice is trying to catch up with the Queen, but no matter how fast she ran, the Queen was always just that bit ahead of her, while everything around her remained in place. No matter how often the Queen cried faster, faster. Or how much quicker Alice ran, nothing changed but remained the same. To quote Charles Darwin, it's not the strongest of species that survives, or the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. Our guest today is a firm believer that numbers are an indicator of behavior, that they tell a story, and that if we don't connect with our teams or create career paths for them, then we just end up running in circles. Jen started her business, Bella Style Salon, in Louisiana 11 years ago before making its way into Salon Today's top 200 salons in the country. Her focus for Bella Style Salon is to grow leaders with the goal of creating and retiring beauty professionals. She's a self-proclaimed lover of numbers, studying and learning the behaviors associated with increasing profits and operates her own business on the profit-first philosophy. She now also works with salon owners across the U.S. to help them achieve their full potential and take their business to seven figures. She does all of this through Pip University's Rich Life CEO, and today we'll be able to get her insights into what going into business with a profit-first mindset means concretely. So without further Further ado, welcome to the show, Jen. We're very excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so listen, when we were discussing the topic for this episode, uh, you mentioned a story about your husband trying to wrap his head around the idea of being in business, but not necessarily making money or profit and um, doing it all in the name of passion, which I think a lot of people resonate with in the industry. But since then, you've transformed your son's way of thinking and looking at financials, and you've also become a rich life CEO professor for PIP University. So mm-hmm. do you want to tell us a bit about that story and how you joined PIP? Yeah, so my husband is probably the smartest business person that I know. And, you know, naturally, we talk a lot of business when we're home, um, drinking wine and, you know, <laughs> trading war stories. But um, he and his business partner have just, they sit down and they always say, like, all right, this quarter we're taking 20%. This quarter we're taking 30%. Like, they plan ahead. They even take it ahead. And I'm just like, what? How does that even happen? <laughs> First of all, like, you know, we're lucky if we pay all the bills, pay our people, and then at the end of the day, like there might be a penny or two left and we might take that. And so just this whole idea of planning ahead and even taking it first was like, what? But I had read the Profit First books and that really um, started shifting the mindset of like, well, if I can run my business on $1,000, 
if I just moved $100 into another account, then essentially I can run my business on $900. If I just hide the money from myself, I can do it. <laughs> but the problem is, is that it all goes into one account and we're just spending freely. So, um, you know, most salons are like zero to 5% profits at the end of the day. And he just doesn't understand that. And I'm like, like salons, we're payroll heavy. And then we're expense heavy, you know, because someone is always needing something. We're always out of foils or gloves or whatever the case is. And so it's just this cash eating monster. Yeah. And, and then you add on to that COVID this year with all the, the, the you extra know. expenses for PPE. Yeah. Yeah. And he just couldn't, couldn't wrap his brain around the fact that someone would open a business or anyone because it's our industry really to not make money. Like who does that? So I really started shifting, like looking at my business over the last two years and just saying like, you know, why can't we run our businesses like corporate America? You know, just because we're creative people and most of us don't have college degrees. I mean, heck, I didn't even graduate high school. That doesn't mean that we're not smart. And so just starting to shift that money around helped us tremendously, um, you know, and just having his advice and his guidance has really helped. But I reached out to Heather Yurko last year just because I had kind of hit that plateau of, you know, that $700,000 range. I just could not figure out a way to get over to the other side. I was already retired, running my business, you know, pretty, pretty solid, but I needed help to get to that next level. So I'd reached out to just ask her advice on something completely separate. And I was always pretty active on the PIP use owner's Facebook page. So she kind of knew who I was, but we had never met. Yeah. And so she um, said, well, this is really funny. I actually want to talk to you about something. <laughs> Can you hop on a call? And it's just so funny how God like puts people in your lives at the right time for reasons. And so we got on a Zoom and she's like, you know, we'll talk about what you have in just a second, but this is what I have. I don't remember who went first, but essentially she's like, you know, this is what I've been working on, which is the Rich Life CEO program. She had already put you know, I think it was like four or five salons through the beta program and, you know, was sharing their results. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. I don't care how much it is or what I got to do. I've got to sell my soul to the devil. I want it. And so she's like, okay, well you have to go through it, but I want you to also become a professor. And my goal or like dream had been to be a coach at some point, but I had no idea how the hell I was going to do that, one. And two, who the hell was going to trust me to help them with their business? Because, like, I had gotten my business to a certain level, but I was, like, stuck. So, like, who's going to pay me to learn what I already know, what the little bit that I knew? So um, getting on with a company like her, and she's brilliant, and I know you both know her, was, like, literally the cream. Like, it's the best-case scenario. Like, I hit the jackpot. So we take owners and two of their team members through 16 weeks. They're paired with a professor like myself and we take them through four chapters. So uh, we start with culture. We go into money, which is my favorite. (laughs) Then we go into communication and then we end in results. But through those 16 weeks, we have that we take the entire salon through a price increase, 20% or more. Um, Most of our salons change from commission to hourly. So we only work with commission or hourly teams. We don't do rental just because we can't control what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then we set up their career path. We help them set up their five banking accounts. I mean, it's endless, but we are their CEO for 16 weeks. We're so intertwined with them that we are in their softwares. That's why 
we really suggest that most of our salons transition to force because it is a nightmare getting into some of these softwares. I won't mention any names, but um, I don't understand how some of, some people are running their businesses through these software. So anyway, that's another story. So it's a really transformative program at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. I mean, most of the owners that come through the course are behind the chair eight days a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're beating their head against the wall, like not sure how the hell they're going to get to the next level or what that even looks like. And so it's that most of them either retire completely through the course, like behind the chair, or they, we ask that they reduce their hours at least by 40%. So it's, you know, three days on the business, three days behind the chair, two days on the business, and then two days stay your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So is that pretty much the same, like, methodologies that got you from you said that your husband took a look at you and your business and was like how does it even function then you mentioned the profit first book that's um the book by mike mccallowitz um what are the methodologies that you had to put into place other than of course stepping back from the chair to get you from that cash eating business right up to now being a professor for rich life ceo I mean, definitely, number one, you cannot be behind the chair and operate a salon at a high level. Now, you can if you, you know, when I was in 900 square feet and I had four chairs and I had a six-figure book, I got to do my hair, go home. Like, that was an easy salon. So my husband laughs at me because he's like, you traded that in for this. <laughs> and so, but this one's so much, so much more rewarding. Um, I was definitely just kind of existing back then. But definitely retiring from behind the chair or reducing your hours so that you can lead a team that can help you increase your revenue is huge. And then opening the, the, the five banking accounts definitely makes you look at your business like, okay, I can afford to market this month or I can afford to hire these new people or buy this new piece of machine where prior everything just dumped into your operating account. You paid everything out of that operating account. You had no clue if you had any money to do anything. So um, I think, you know, him making me look at my business as not just a salon in quotes, you know, and more of a, a, a corporation. What would you say are the, the, the core principles behind the, uh, the idea of Profit First? Yeah, so um, we teach our owners in weeks four through eight or nine. I mean, it's six weeks literally of, of money. It's cause it's so detailed, but essentially like pretty much all of us as salon owners had an operating account, everything, all your checks, all your cash, all your deposits go into this one account. But out of that same account, we pay our people, we have to pay all the bills. Um, and then at the end, maybe there's a penny or two to take. So what we do is we have the owner, if they don't have their five banking accounts, we help them open it. Mm -hmm. We will encourage them to pick banking that has no minimal amount so that they're not charged. And so some of our owners do have to switch banks, but some are able to stay. But essentially now everything's going to come into one account, so their income account. And then biweekly on their payroll week, they're going to sit down and use a CAPS and TAPS calculator that we created for them. And CAPS is your current allocated percentages. And then TAPS is your target allocated percentages. And so every other week, they're going to sit down. Everything that comes into their income account, they're going to move a percentage from that income into their profit. That same sitting from income into payroll and tax account. And that same sitting, they're going to move a percentage into their owner's tax account because the business is going to pay taxes on their behalf. 
And then whatever's left is going to move into their operating account. And so that income account is going to be zero every two weeks. Okay. It really allows you to look at that operating account and say, okay, well, I have $1,000 for the next two weeks to operate my business, or I have $10,000. Yeah, it definitely impacts the, uh, the decision-making, right? <laughs> yes, yes. It, it makes you yeah. really operate your business lean. You know, mm-hmm. it, it makes you stay on budget with your retail and um, back bar purchases. So what if you're not taking in any, any profit? Like you're literally pretty much, I don't know to refer to it, but like on the breadline. So you're yep. literally just keeping your head afloat. You were saying that you take a percentage and you put that in as kind of like your income. But what if you don't have that? How do you, how do you find that? Do you have to take a hit somewhere else in the business? So through the 16 weeks, we're taking the salon through a price increase. So that definitely helps them. Mm-hmm. We also have them raise their retail prices the day that they start the course just to help influx a little bit of extra cash. But we really, we ask that they at least move anywhere from one to 5%. Like they have to, even if it's $10, they have to move something. But what's unique about our course is that it's very expensive because it's very time consuming for both the owners and for all of the professors. But we ask our owners to start paying themselves back for the course the week they start. And so we ask that they're paying 5% of their total sales from the week prior. So they're paying their course back each week. So if they put it on a credit card, if they took a loan out or they borrowed it, whatever it was. So that 5%, once that the course is paid off, is now going into their profit account. So we're teaching them through the 16 weeks to save that money. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have it, then, you know, part of the money chapters, we have them reduce their their expenses by 10%. So there is money in their business. They're just overspending somewhere. Mm. And then obviously with the price increase, that does help. So we haven't had any owners that haven't been able to move money. It just might not be, you know, five or more percent, just might be like right at 5%. It's essentially like budgeting. Like if you're not budgeting, you don't know what you have and you're overspending. But the minute you start categorizing everything and laying mm-hmm. it all out, that's when you go, oh, hang on, actually, I can move stuff around here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, It's literally like our grandparents did. Like when they cashed their check, they didn't have debit cards. They didn't write checks freely. They literally cashed their check. They had a bunch of envelopes, the mortgage envelope, the vacation envelope, the grocery envelope, and then like whatever else. And they put their money in their envelopes and like literally that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like if you only had a hundred dollars for groceries that week, like they, there was no way they were It's kind of mad to getting... think about that now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, it's seems like a wild, you know, business practice, but it's really not. It's old. I think we could all like take some advice on that just for personal finance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, yes. When, once you implement all of the that structure, right? Um, do you see it impacting staff at all? Is there like in some some sort of um, uh, time to adapt or something like that? Because obviously, like if you're you're raising prices, then that needs to be communicated as well and and stuff like that. So does that? Do you see it impact staff as well? So not the profit first you know, practices, because that's really more about the owner, like the the team isn't really involved in that, unless there's a waste standpoint, like too much back bars being thrown away, things like that. So we set all those budget goals based on their revenue, like what they can purchase. But where it does affect is a lot of team members are scared to charge what they're worth. And so when you say price increase, it's like everyone's just 
freaks mm. out. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. It means you're going to make more money. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you trying to hold yourself back? But it's just because we're taught we're not worth it. Like we allow guests to say that's too expensive or I don't want to pay that or you know, it, my other person only charged me a hundred dollars for this. Well, you're sitting in my chair for a reason because the hundred dollars <laughs> obviously didn't work. So <laughs> this one's going to be 200, but pricing for us, like for my team, at least like we've always been a premium salon, like just from the day we opened, even in my little 900 square foot, I just, I'm pretty traveled. And so I just always thought bigger than I probably was at that time. And so I try to I guess that's just been part of our culture. So pricing isn't as scary for my team. Like when we came back from COVID, our prices were 25% higher. And whereas most people were discounting, we had to. Like I have to operate and run a business that's going to be here, you know, for my kids' kids or and for the other humans in my business. Like I'm responsible for all of their families and they deserve to have careers just like corporate America, you know. Yeah. So the – changing their pay structure is also scary from commission to hourly you mean yeah yeah yeah. just getting them to understand that everything's attached to an hourly rate even when you are commissioned you just divide it by the hours you worked and that was your hourly rate so it's just getting their minds to to shift because like they think scarcity like oh no i'm not gonna make money (laughs) so have you ever found yourself then in the scenario where like you you're going in and you're offering advice to these salons have you ever, I'm kind of visioning, do you know, like the Gordon Ramsay when he goes in and helps the kitchens where it's it's so bad that like sometimes the owner just doesn't want to hear it or the staff don't want to play ball. Have you ever found yourself in those sort of scenarios? And I'm sure you haven't kind of gone the Gordon Ramsay approach where you've had to shout at them, but how do you manage to ring it through when someone just does not want to listen, even though they're paying all this money for your course? Oh, that's a hard one. You know, most people that come through the course are, they're, they're very willing because they know like there's something in their business that has to change and trade change drastically. Um, so we haven't had a whole lot of resistance. You know, you, you get the resistance in the beginning about pricing. Of course, they get really scared about that. Like when we're on our sales calls, they get really scared about retiring from the Honda chair or reducing their hours because they're afraid, you know, like, Hey, I'm the producer. Like, now we're not going to make that much money. Um, but we just, you know, it's about just having really impactful conversations and being transparent and honest with them. Like if these things don't change, you are going to be in the same place that led you to why you wanted to go through this program next year. So like, let's fix this. Yeah. And and do you guys ever share, like as professors, for instance, like you've, you've gone yourself through that situation of like, I was blocked at that cap, you know, revenue per mm-hmm. year. Do you ever share your stories to kind of motivate them and show them it actually works? Oh my gosh, yes. We, so it's literally like a sisterhood. Like once you're, you're like in the girl gang forever, <laughs> we share everything like that. You don't just get the 16 weeks. It's a very laid out course. It's very intentional. You know, we hold their hand each week. I mean, if we're not talking to our salons two to three times a week, like we're, it, it's, we're literally in their business all day, every day, as much as we possibly can. But outside of the course, you know, they, they have access to everything. If someone needs a handbook or an education program or a non-compete or whatever it is, like literally it's like, here it is, here's our Google Drive, get in, take what you want. And so 
they know all our numbers. Like I take them, we'll hop on a Zoom and I'll take them through force and show them like how we have things set up, why we do things the way we do it. We share, I mean, even on our PEP U page, like I share payroll costs, our revenue that we took in, like I celebrate my team. And then sometimes when our pre-booking isn't great, like, you know, I allow people to see that I'm human too. And, you know, we fall short also. So we're definitely a very transparent company. What are some of like salon business areas, you know, when you're, when you were saying like, you can always find money um, in, in, in your business, you're probably just overspending somewhere. Um, so before you kind of go in and jump into cutting costs, what are some of the areas that you will typically find money in? Yes. Okay. So main thing that I forgot to mention, when we set their pricing, they have to put all of their expenses into the spreadsheet that helps us calculate what their hourly rate is to operate their salon. Right. So we don't just say, oh, you're going to start charging this. Like, it's literally what it takes your salon. And so often we're taught we're going to charge whatever our neighbor salon charges. Well, yeah. how, why are we trusting this person to run our business? <laughs> and so literally it's most of the time it's because their pricing is so low. I mean, you, you can't survive on a $30 haircut. It's just impossible. So that's literally mainly the the part where you find money is like just charging their an hourly rate what it takes your salon to operate. So the break even essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any common mistakes with kind of going into the profit first mentality or mindset? Um, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> yes, yes, not doing it because I read the book. I don't know, it was like two years ago, three years ago, I set up all the banking accounts and then I was like, whoa, way over my head. (laughs) And the banking account set zero, like empty for a while. And then last year I was like, you know, sitting down with my husband and retired from behind the chair, you know, in a million dollar build out. I bought an old historic building, another millennial decision that I woke up (laughs) one morning. And I was like, things have to change. Like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I can't, I I don't want to do this forever because it's not rewarding. I'm just treading water. And so I went back to those banking accounts. I pulled the book back up. And this was before I, you know, got on with Pitt. So I kind of was starting, like, moving money around. And then when I went through the CEO course, I was like, oh, it's just because this, it's a corporate book. Now this is like... um, profit first for dummies. Like we just take all the fluff out and just tell you this is how you have to do it. So it's just doing it really. So do you have any stories about, you know, what um, having profit first and doing it essentially in your business has enabled you to do? Like say, for instance, had a recent conversation with the guys from Vish that they were saying, you know, our salons, when they implemented this system, they made this much and then they, they went on and, you know, uh, started implementing a retirement fund or all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. what does it enable you to do? Or have you, do you have any like success stories of salon owners doing specific things with all of that, you know, um, newfound success, I guess? Yes. Yeah, so specifically me, um, you know, up until this year, we were pretty debt heavy because I bought an old building that just, you know, the initial build out was going to be so much. And then as we opened up walls, it just climbed. And then I have bougie taste. (laughs) So I wanted everything that the designers had presented. I was like, I'll figure out how to pay it off later. (laughs) So four years later, we were carrying some personal debt on the business. And so I wiped all that out this year. So the business is debt free. Thank you. Outside of our mortgage. And then, um, I personally am debt-free, so that has helped us tremendously just moving that money around and 
you know, cutting our expenses where we needed. That's pretty much everyone's ambition to be debt free and financially <laughs> yeah. independent. Of well done. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Jen, thanks so much for joining us. But just before you head off, if anyone wanted to find you online or reach out or maybe even get involved in PIP University, how can we get in contact with you? Yeah. So um, obviously I'm on Facebook and Instagram. It's Jen Bodier. My salon is Bella Style Salon. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook also. And then PIP University, we have a Facebook owners page. It's called PIP U Owners. If you just type that in, you can find us pretty easily. And then there's also um, our website. So they can find us through DMing us on Instagram or Facebook. Well, listen, Jen, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much again for, for joining us on Forest FM. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hey, guys, Zoe. And Killian here. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and things are changing fast. This is a short reminder for you to stay safe and on top of all the latest and factual news. Your starting point should be your governing health services website. Forest Salon Software has also a variety of business resources available. Check out our Help Juice page, the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our personal and business resilience strategies for salon owners at forest.com forward slash salon hyphen lockdown, the Forest Blog and Podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. And one last thing. Don't Don't be scared, scared, be prepared. Moving on now to the Inside Forest segment, we're kicking it off with the Forest Academy courses. We've got a few courses up there, but we're only going to list off two today. We have one up there to help you increase your holiday season revenue, regardless of whether your salon is open or facing lockdown. The short course is designed to share some thoughts and ideas for you and your salon to generate some extra revenue. Um, And on that note, we're going to show you how to set up some gift sets on your online store and also how to activate your online gift vouchers. There's only two videos in that course. We'll show you how to set up both of them, but also how to use the pre-made forest marketing templates to market your store and gift vouchers. The course is self-taught and should only take a maximum of 15 minutes. The newest course then that we're delighted to announce is the video consultations. Virtual is the new reality course. Embrace the new normal with Forest's fully integrated video consultations feature. Offer seamless virtual consultations or services to conduct full appointments, pre-appointments and retail consultations in an online setting, continuing to do business during COVID. By the end of the course, you can offer face-to-face lockdown-proof appointments online, see clients on any device with mobile-friendly technology and sell more retail by professional consultations. Again, it's a short self-talk course and should only take about 15 minutes. As always, if you've any queries or need help accessing the courses, just email forestacademy at forest.com. And whether you're a forest client or not, we invite you to join us for our Beat 2020 educational series that we're hosting in both the US and UK Ireland. It's all online. Uh, we're premiering new episodes every Monday. Uh, so we have three episodes in the US and three episodes for uh, the UK and Ireland. The first episodes in both regions have already gone out. You can watch them again on Facebook. And the next two uh, are coming up real soon. We have Facebook events for you to keep track of what's going out and when. We strongly encourage you to check those out. We'll have the links in today's uh, episode's show notes. But the mission essentially is to provide the inspiration and motivation to see 2020 through. And we're hoping to help you maximize opportunities with tools, tactics and support. The three main themes that we're covering is the shop local trend, communication and new beginnings. 
And finally, don't forget you can head over to forest.com forward slash FM to subscribe to the show's email newsletter. Get all the updates uh, delivered straight to your inbox weekly on Wednesdays. We're coming down to our very last few episodes of the year for 2020, uh, season four of Forest FM, but we're already planning 2021. So if you have any suggestions of people you'd like for us to get in contact with, have on the show next year, write us an email at forestfm at forest.com or DM us on social media at uh, Forest Salon Software. We'll be more than happy to get in touch with those people. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM, this episode specifically, or have a question for Jen, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. We'll make sure to be in touch. And if you have just a minute today, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.